ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Wednesday, October 21st. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste. It's only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We are here until 6 o'clock this evening, and I think we've got a jam-packed show for you. We're going to hear from Corey Gamage here in the next couple of minutes. Later on, we're going to hear a lot from basketball. Basketball officially getting started, so we'll have Tavion Kinsey, we'll have Jared West, also the sheriff himself, Andrew Taylor, so we're going to hear from them. As I mentioned, your phone calls. We've got baseball action for you coming up tonight. Game 2 of the World Series, Tampa Bay taking on the Dodgers. That is set for a little bit after 8 o'clock, first pitch. We'll have the game for you starting at 7.30 right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. As I mentioned, we're going to talk a little football today. We start with Marshall quarterback Grant Wells. He has been named to the College Football Performance Awards watch list. So congratulations to him. More people are taking notice of what this young man has been able to do. So... Another honor. I mean, he's just getting started. The kid is just getting started. He's ahead of schedule in a lot of people's minds and metrics, and he's been handling it pretty well. You know, it doesn't hurt that you got a guy like Brendan Knox uh, as one of your weapons as well. doesn't hurt that, okay, I can't make that pass. Hey, there's this Brendan Knox guy, so he can make that. And, of course, another guy that's uh, been making some noise on the football field is Corey Gamage. And it was sort of like a coming out party for him against, well, Louisiana Tech, you thought, this might be a tight game. No, no, no. And Gamage comes out, and he has a great performance. And we caught up with him yesterday during our media availability, and here's what he said about that sort of um, ability to just uh, take advantage of the opportunity. Sort of was a coming out party for him. It, it was um good, just like um Coach Holiday say, when your name was called, um be uh, be prepared to step up, and that's what I did. Did you feel like you you have that kind of contribution? I mean, you don't know going into a game, but you just you do the work uh, all week, and then it paid off, right? Yes, sir. Corey, take me through your um you know the preseason and and the the voluntary workouts leading up to mandatory workouts, and then you know everything that it entails. I mean it. It seemed like uh, when you came in, uh, you know, we noticed it, that you had bulked up a little bit and then they were they were talking about consistency. And, and uh, it seems like you're maintaining that consistency because Doc talked about you getting extra reps after practice the other day, last week. Um, yes, um, when I came back, I was, um, I was a little bit overweight and I had to quarantine. So when I came out of quarantine, I stayed out to practice mostly every day um, with Luke running and catching balls, and I was doing that every day. My weight came down, and it paid off in the game. Well, you look, and and do you feel like that's an underrated aspect of, of this season for every, you know, football player is the fact that, you know, 
it, it did take some time because everybody had been cooped up. People didn't have the ability to work out and, and things like that. And so the, the conditioning aspect, really, it, it takes some time to get back. Yes, it, it, it takes a lot of time. When you came off, you've been off for like four months and you got to come back, get your body back in shape. Yeah. How, how pivotal has Luke Day been to this team's success so far? Simply because it, it seems like y'all are wearing teams down the third and fourth quarter. Y'all are in the best shape of anybody out there. Yeah, well, we... No team in the country done what we've done. We've been back since May 20th, and we've been grinding ever since then. And Luke, they have been lighting up on us. So, and we, as a whole team, we came in on um, a set of the challenge, and then we going to um, keep going. What are you noticing out of your uh, quarterback, Alan, just the play you're getting out of it? How, how good has Grant been for you guys? Oh, he's been wonderful. He's um, coming in, stepping up. He's been wonderful. As we all love him. He's a good quarterback. He's going to grow even better. Going to be an even better quarterback as he grows. What are some ways that maybe you've helped him uh, develop? Um, we um as a receiver and the tight ends, we all like some days we stay after practice, we um throw and um work on our timing with each other. Corey, what makes him a good a good guy to rally around as a quarterback? What makes him a good guy? Um, he's fun to hang around. Yeah, he he's um open. You can talk to him about anything. Yeah, so he's yeah he's a good person to hang around. You look at, and Grant is is one of the guys that was sort of an unknown coming into this season. How's he really taken on that leadership role, though? It seems like everybody trusts in this kid, and he's only what three, four games into his Marshall career. Well, that's what uh, Doc came in. You got to build trust, and he he stepped up to the challenge. And he did that, and the whole team we're going to follow his way through the whole season, and we love him. I know you, you talked about uh, coming in a little bit overweight, but. But how does your size really play into your advantage on a football field? Because, I mean, you know, you look at some comparable receivers to, to you size-wise, and there's the Anquan Boldens and things like that. There's not many that are 6'4", 220, and as powerful as what you are at, at uh, the receiver spot outside. Wow. It do play, it play a good role because, like, no corner expect a guy my size to move, how I can move, and block how I can block. So it's really challenging out there with me, us one-on-one outside. So, yeah. All right. Now, you brought, you brought up the blocking. All right. Obviously, uh, the other day, how much did you all watch the film on Knox's touchdown run where he bounced out to your side? We, we watched it a lot. Um, we watched it in, their, uh, in our receiver room. We watched it a lot. And that, that block – I didn't know that it was going to happen like that, but when I came off, well, I what I call that block, I call it a shock release. Like I come off as like I'm running the route, and I like I shock him, so he don't know it's he don't know it's coming, and he fell. And after that, I was just trying to dog him. I'm going to let him get up. And that's Corey Gamage. Again, football coming up this Saturday will be on the air, bright and early, bright and early for this one. It'll be Marshall and FAU coming up Saturday right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're going to turn our attention to basketball as things are starting to get ready at the Cam Henderson Center for whatever season we might have. Still waiting for a schedule. Hopefully that's going to come out soon. I always anticipate the schedule coming out either while I'm on the air or after I get off the air. Either way, it'll be out sooner than you think, and we're going to talk basketball when we continue. We will start with Tavion Kinsey when we continue with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, coming up tonight, we've got Game 2 of the World Series, Tampa Bay 
taking on the Dodgers. That is set for a little bit after 8 o'clock first pitch. We go on the air at 7.30, so stay right here if you want to catch all the action of Game 2 of the World Series tonight right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. So basketball season is going to be here sooner than you know, and as soon as we get this schedule, we can sort of pick over it. You know what Conference USA is going to be doing. The championship format is going to go back to a 12-team field. The top 12 regular season finishers will qualify for the championship. None of this pod stuff also is going to be a new 18-game regular season format for conference play, which the conference describes as focusing on the health and safety of the student-athlete. And with this format, what's going to happen is schools will play two games per visit at four select CUSA schools and host four select teams for a two-game series. Now, in Marshall's case and with all the other schools, you have a travel partner. So you're going to play your travel partner, and this is going to be interesting. You can play home and away there with your travel partner. So Marshall will play Western Kentucky twice, the travel partner, and Marshall will play one game in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and one game here in Huntington, West Virginia. But it's going to be interesting to see how this thing breaks down because usually what happens, you've got a travel partner, say you've got a two-pairing you're going to go play one team and then travel to the other team as your travel partner is going to travel to that. You, you, get, you get the point. It's interesting to say the least, but I'm not sure if everyone's on board with it just yet. We'll see what the schedule looks like. Basketball, though, getting set for the season, whatever shape it takes. And one guy that is really eager to get things started is Marshall's Tavion Kinsey. Definitely. It's definitely been some, some trials and tribulations, like some, some times where I just – I'm ready to get it going. I think uh, our guys are ready to get it going as well. Um, we've had to stop, you know, just for the COVID. And we're trying to make sure that we hold each other accountable now and um, so that we don't get in the way of this virus and that we don't have to stop anymore. So, Tavion, sort of, I was asking Dan to end it. Do you, do you feel like there's unfinished business from last year just because of the way that the season ended and the role that you all were on whenever whenever that ended? Um, Definitely, definitely some unfinished business, but – I kind of had a feeling like that we were going to come alive at that point in time. And it, it was hard to stop at that time. Um, for our older guys, I just felt like it was hard to stop for them. You know, I knew I was going to be able to come back and like have more opportunities at this. So, you know, our guys cutting down on their time and us having to stop, I definitely think it's some, some business that needs to be finished. But I think um, we deserve to be at that time in that moment. We deserve to start gelling right there. Um, we had a long season. And um, I think uh, I, I look at it more as like a blessing in disguise. Like I, I don't tend to look at things in a negative way. I tend to look at it as maybe it was something for us. We needed to stop right there just for our safety. So I looked at it as that. I tried to look at it on the positive side. This all started. How do you keep that energy or how do you keep that gelling going? Because you, you got to start right back over again. And this hasn't been a normal progression. To um, I, I just think coming into practice, as, as long as everybody is locked in and focused, I think these guys are hungry to start the season. Um, we've definitely been not being able to play basketball. And I think sitting there and realizing that, hey, I can't play basketball because of this, because of that. You're going to do everything that you can like to be able to stay on the court. And I don't, we've been together long enough now. I think uh, the core guys that we have coming back, 
um, we hang out with each other. We can only really hang out with each other. You know, we can't really hang out with any other crowds or things like that. So we keep gelling off the court. And I think that's as much as important as gelling on the court. And when you gel off the court, I feel like it brings um, some gel going on on the court. So I think we'll, we'll be fine. How much of a, a, a change in perspective is it for you, Tavion, to maybe you're not going to play some of these big non-conference games. And so some of this has been taken from you. So does that make you feel like, hey, we have to appreciate these opportunities when we get them? Definitely, definitely, definitely got to take advantage of the opportunities that we got. Um, us having to stop last week for about a week or two really hurt us. And um, I think it, it woke us up a little bit to know that, hey, we got to take some some major precautions and be safe out here so that we can get every opportunity that we can. Because right now, I mean, I feel like we're kind of behind on where we should be. I, I kind of tend to watch and look at other schools on online and see how they're practicing, see they, their guys getting to it. And it's just like, I'm ready to get into that flow of things where we're flowing, everybody's testing negative and we're on the roll and that we're just taking every opportunity as it comes. All right. Well, since you uh, since you brought up, how do you make up for lost time? How do how do you all get this thing rolling quick and and uh, within your all's practice time, get ready for that season opener? Uh, I think it starts with our leaders. I think it starts with our senior guys, uh, our core guys coming back, getting these new guys on track. I think it comes. We have to come in focused. Uh, everything. It's it's no time to play around. Like last season, I'm not saying it was time to play around them because I don't take basketball as like time to play around. I, I want to make this a job one day. So I look at it as if we come in focused and everybody's locked in and um, it's going to be tough to get right back into the flow of things. You know, guys might be out of shape or, you know, we couldn't really leave the house. So I think for us to be able to hop right back in, make sure our key guys are like leading everybody, keeping everybody, you know, on track, then we should be fine. We talked to Danny a little bit about the young guys, Obina, uh, David Early, you all you know, probably worked out with those guys and, and uh, done some things. What what have you seen the most that you're looking forward to seeing in practice and in game situations with those young guys coming into the program? Um, each of them brings something different to the table. Um, Obina, he has great athleticism. Kind of, I'm an athletic guy, so I kind of compare my athleticism to him. But I think he's going to be very good. I think he's going to be a big help. You have David coming in with a guard-like um, tendencies, and I think he's going to help us in the guard position. Um, him being a big name in high school, just like Obina. We have CJ coming in. Um, him, He's a hard worker, very. He, he asks questions. He's one of the few guys that I've ever seen. Like, he'll ask anything. He'll ask a question. He doesn't care. After he messes up, he'll ask a question. I think for him to be open like that is very, very interesting to see that he has a mind like that. And then our returning guys just helping them. And um, I think they're already ready, though. Like uh, some you could sometimes see like when newcomers come in, they may be shy or like, you know, timid on the court. But those guys came in like they played college basketball before. And I, I took key notes of that. And I feel like they're going to help us a lot on the court. We spoke with Coach a few minutes ago, and he said that he's when we asked him about you, he said you're already on another level. Uh, you're already there. Um, what do you expect from yourself at this point? Um, I expect for me to just, you know, keep improving year by year. I don't put high expectations on myself. Um, I, I don't take every game for granted. I just take every day as a blessing. Um, I look at it as, you know, God is allowing me to play basketball right now. So he's also going to allow me to improve. And if I keep faith in him, then I'll 
continue to improve. But just working on my jump shot, as Coach Dan says, uh, I think it's gotten better over the summer. Uh, gained some weight over the summer, tried to get a little bit stronger, you know, um, tried to help my body out for the long run when we're like banging in the pain and, you know, banging against big teams and things like that. Um, trying to get my mental right. Um, so I'm mentally locked in this whole season. I can't really take any plays off because you never know when we're not going to have another game or if it's going to get stopped again. So I've just, I think my biggest thing for me this year is every game leaving it out on the court because I don't know if it can stop or if it can just be done for the rest of the year. I don't, I don't know. So I'm just going in with that mindset. All right. Where, uh, where exactly is this vertical at now? I know that, uh, Obviously, you couldn't do any any basketball related workouts there for a little while, so it, it gives you some time to work individual. And, and obviously, for somebody that that already had a vertical like what you did, I, do you have a goal for it? And where's I that? Mean, I want to, of course, I want to have the highest vertical in the world. But um, we've gained, we've gained, we we've, we've made it to a forty three. We're at forty three now. We used to be like a forty or 41. So we've, we've added two, two inches. Uh, we got to a 43 this summer. Matt was hyped, you know, our, our weight coach was hyped, but I also put on weight. So putting on weight and still being able to jump the way I am, I think that's a big, like a key thing that I wanted to kind of work on things like that. I don't really, you know, I've never really worked on my jumping. Like I don't really still to this day. I mean, it helps a little bit what we do, but I, it's just God given. So like, I just wonder like, Hey, is he going to give me a little bit more? Like, am I going to be able to jump a little bit higher today or anything like that? So we've, we've gained two inches. You just mentioned gaining weight, Tavian. What are you weighing now? Um, last year I was in the middle of the season. I was about 176 this year. Um, I'm looking, I'm at 187 now. I, at one point I got up to 190, uh, this summer, but they had us running crazy. Like we were conditioning crazy. So I kind of lost some of it. But for a week or so before the um, we had to go on quarantine, I was about 187. But I continued to stay in the house and just do push-ups and sit-ups and lift weights every day. Because, I mean, that's all I could do. I'm not a big video game guy or anything like that. So I think that's what I did in my free time. So I kind of tried to keep some weight on. And I can tell, like, I still got some weight on me. So Where do you want to be? Um, leaving here, I want to at least be like 195, probably like, uh, trying to go to the next level. Matt kind of thinks I should be at like 195, at least 200. And then when I'm in the, in the next level, they'll work me up to what they think I should play at. But I all, I just want to be this year. I always have a, a thing for myself where I just want to be, um, a weight where I feel good at playing. Like it doesn't hurt my knees, my, my back. Cause I, at one point I felt like when I was 190 this summer, I was kind of sluggish. Like I didn't feel as quick or I, I felt like low key lag, laggish or <clears throat> sluggish. So I um, kind of try to drop some weight by running a little bit. And I think 185, 187, that range of weight feels way better on my body. Okay, so now you know everything you need to know about Tavion Kinsey's workout program, including his weight. Some good stuff there from Tavion Kinsey as Marshall basketball getting set for the upcoming season. We've got coming up next one of the old men on the team now, and I asked him how it felt. Jared West will find out how he feels about being the old guy on the team when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. 
We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Appreciate all the people who are catching the show on the download. That's right, Apple Podcasts, probably the best place to get it, Spotify, Stitcher Radio. Uh, Here's a neat little trick. If you have a smart device, all you have to do is, and it works best with the Amazon Echo, it really does work great. Just tell your Amazon device to play the drive with Paul Swan, and it will find it. Now, I've got mine set up to do Apple Podcasts. You can do Spotify, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, wherever you get your podcast. It's a great little trick there. So, of course, if you have the new um, iPhone update, you could put the iPhone widget on. That's the podcast widget, and you can see when the new show comes down. I mean, just another helpful tip. Appreciate everyone tuning in. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Basketball, the story of the day is a thundering herd getting the season underway soon, officially getting underway with practice. And, of course, uh, we had a chance to catch up with some of these guys yesterday, uh, one of them being Jared West. He's always good to have on the program, always a, a great interview and he's now one of the old guys on the team. And so that was one of my questions to him. My first question is, what's it feel like being the old man on the team? It's different for sure, you know, being a senior. Like I've been here for a long time, been through a lot at Marshall. Um, but I've enjoyed my time here, and um, I'm excited to get this year started. Um, it's good to know that I got my year back just in case if anything goes south with all this COVID stuff. But I'm looking forward to a good, uh, a good senior year man of the team as someone who's been a leader on this team and now you have the uh, the age to back it up a little bit um, you know h- how are you approaching this season you know how are you approaching the young guys coming in you know are you you taking that mentor ro- role um the good thing is we got a lot of uh guys coming back um, so i'm not doing it by myself i have a lot of help um the young guys they've done a great job of just coming into practice working hard and trying to learn and pay attention to what the older guys are doing but at the same time as a leader i always try to help when i can um always try to make uh the younger guys job a little bit easier and just um you know lead by example and um lead vocally and stuff like that so they know who to follow and what to do and um i feel like they've done a pretty good job so far so um, i'm excited for real practice to start to see how they develop since then Jared, what's your message to everybody this year after what happened last year and now in the middle of COVID? I mean, do you have like a, a mantra that you say, hey, let's 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 take this this stuff seriously? Um, you know, I feel like a good thing for us would be unfinished business. Um, considering last year we didn't get to really show at the end of the year how I felt we were playing. Um, we were definitely playing a lot better at the end. To win a game and your season end out of something that's out of your control is uh, that's very hard and it's very frustrating. That was a tough pill to swallow. And I feel like we still have a bitter taste in our mouth because of that. Um, but I feel like we got a, a great opportunity this year with the guys coming back to make a lot of noise. Um, we remember that feeling last year. Um, we remember how we were playing last year. I expect, I expect us to hit the ground running. And um, Coach Dan has high expectations for us, and we have high expectations for ourselves. Jared, what have you all worked on the most? I know that, you know, it's been uh, an offseason of which there's been a lot of individual training. Uh, but what have you all worked on the most, and how do you sort of merge that uh, individual training into the team concept as you start practicing? Um, well, we've, we have done a lot of individual training, and um, at the end of the day, we do what fits our system, and um, a lot of that is just skill work and a lot of shooting. Um, at the end of the day, shooting is the most important skill in basketball, and especially in our system. Um, that's what makes us good, and that's what makes us effective. So 
um, shooting and individual like ball handling and skill work. That's been the most important thing for us. And um, at the end of the day, that's something that we can all translate um, to practice, to games, and to game-like situation because that's what we do. You know, we, we pride ourselves and we take a lot of shots. We take a lot of threes. We play fast. And um, I feel like that's something that we've all worked on this summer as well as, you know, staying in shape and getting a lot of running in. Um, going through COVID, um, we got a lot of opportunity to stay in shape because we didn't have much to do. And then coming back, we've done a lot of running so far. So um, I feel like those are two things that we really uh, prioritize ourselves in doing this uh, this preseason. Jared, what about the young guys? Uh, obviously, you got some early impressions on Obena and, and David Early and, and CJ. Um, you know, they're, they're coming along. Obviously, it's going to be an adjustment early on. Um, but I feel like they've already learned a decent, a bit, a decent amount so far. Um, obviously, we still have to work on our uh, scheme and everything like that in the system. Um, offensively, I think they're, they're doing a pretty good job. Defensively, we, we have some stuff to work on, but a lot of that is just because they don't really know the scheme and the style in which we play our defense. But they're doing a good, they're doing a good job. They're playing hard. Um, they're still learning, trying to find their niche and find their role and stuff like that. But um, I, I'm excited for what they have, and I think they can uh, really come in and contribute. Especially, you know, a couple of highly touted in-state guys. You were that young guy once yourself and uh, in-state guy coming in with a lot of expectations for yourself and a lot of expectations externally. How do you help them get through the pressures of, of being the, the in-state guys that are coming onto the scene? Um, I think the easiest thing for them is just um, don't really look at it as pressure, but just try to come out and have uh, as much fun as possible when we play. You know, um, I feel like that's what I try to do early on in my freshman year. I was just kind of doing my role. But um, at the same time, I was just trying to have fun. I was playing hard. I was competing hard and doing everything I could to stay on the floor. And I think um, for them, they just got to learn their role as quickly as possible and try to flourish in that role. And um, at the end of the day, I think if, we, if we're a winning team this year and we uh, win a lot of games and do what we're supposed to do and have a lot of team success, I feel like they're, they won't have – it won't be looked at as pressure by them. And I feel like they'll both have great – or they'll all have great seasons. For you, kind of a, an interesting offseason compared to most. You, know, you test the NBA waters and you make the decision to come back and then COVID hits and all this. I mean, how would you kind of describe this offseason for yourself, maybe in one word or two? Different. <laughs> I'll just say different. Um, there's a lot that went on, obviously, um, with this COVID stuff, uh, declaring for the draft, trying to uh, get my name out there a little bit. A lot kind of went down this summer. Being at home a lot, it's the longest break. Um, from school that I've had since I've been in college. But, um, you know, I've still worked hard and put my time in to try to stay prepared for um, when this day, the first day of practice is going to come. We knew it was going to come. So um, it's been a different type of uh, preseason, but uh, an offseason. But uh, at the end of the day, I feel like I'm still pretty prepared. I, st I feel like I still put in a lot of time. And, um, you know, I'm excited for what we got going forward. Last question, guys. I know that you and your brother are close. Uh, and always have been, but especially during this, do you feel like your all's bond got closer because you all were able to do one-on-one work together and, and do some of that individual stuff? No question. Um, Jade and I, we were working out together every day. Um, at home, we were in the gym every day consistently, whether we were playing one-on-one -on -one or just working out or shooting or whatever it was, uh, playing some three-on-three -three games, stuff like that. We went to the same strength coach and we were in there um, three times a week. And um, like you said, we've always been close, but I feel like just being to be able to experience an off season with him and being able to hang out with him for pretty much a whole summer and uh, most of preseason, I feel like that was just good for us. Um, I feel like it was good for both of us, honestly. You know, we got to compete a little bit. I feel like we both got better in some ways because of that. Um, obviously, it's always fun competing. You feel like he has something to prove and um, I got to make sure that I keep him in his place. And <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
at the end of the day, it was a great uh, summer and preseason for both of us. So I enjoyed it. And, um, you know, I'm excited for my season. I'm excited for him as well this coming year. There you have it, the old man on the team, Jared West. When we continue, we've got the sheriff. Yeah, how many youngsters actually get that reference? The sheriff, Andrew Taylor, when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. The Drive with Paul Swan. Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows. Paul's the best. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Y'all know Mike Hamrick's my guy, right? Y'all know that. Yeah, he is. he's my guy. Doing a fantastic job. I think especially with everything that's been happening as uh, COVID-19 hit, I think Marshall has done a fantastic job. And uh, that's my guy, Mike Hamrick. Welcome back to The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We've got the sheriff to wrap things up. Okay. For you longtime Herd fans, I'm assuming that you're also fans of the Andy Griffith show. And if you are, you know what I'm talking about when I call in the sheriff. If you're a millennial, um, you know, I think MeTV has it on or some other uh, place you can watch it. I mean, come on. You know, we all need a little Mayberry now and then in our life. And uh, the sheriff himself, Andrew Taylor, is uh, with us. And the question I asked him up front was, what's it been like the last few months? What just Hey, what, what have those months since COVID been for you and uh, he answers as we talk to mr taylor yeah last last few months have been crazy uh you know just finding finding ways to take advantage of the extra time i think that's what separates a lot of people you know finding what to do with your free time so it's been a lot of work you know you wake up get your classwork done go to the gym go lift go to practice and the rest of your day is like what do i do so like, you got to find ways you know to prove yourself maybe you know whether it's read a book or go get extra shots up whatever it is you know just constant improvement i think it's something that the last couple of months have looked like for me andrew with the way the season ended last year you guys didn't get to finish the tournament now you're going to have obviously some non-conference games that you're not going to play uh it, does a realization hit you that every game is important this season it always is but maybe more so this year with what's gone on yeah for sure you can't you definitely can't take this year i know this is a free year for us I think so by now officially. But you can't take every game, any game for granted because you never know when the whole thing could shut down again. Just like last year, nobody expected that. You know, we were looking to make a run at the conference title and just all of a sudden, boom, we're out of it. You know, nobody nobody expected that. So we just got to take every game one at a time and just take it for granted and live in the moment, I think is the biggest, biggest thing there. How do you all continue that momentum that you built toward the end of the season last year after it, it like you said, it got abruptly stopped. But at the same time, you all built some momentum in those last few games uh, and ended the season on a win. Yeah, I guess a big, plot, big positive of that is we get everyone back. So everyone remembers that. They remember that feeling. They remember waking up the next day and not being able to play. Like everyone remembers that very vividly. And we always talk about it as a team, you know, we got unfinished business, this and that every day. Before we step out on this court, you know, we've got to keep that in mind, like what got took from what got took from us last year. And that's just extra motivation for us. Being able to individually work out. Uh, obviously you all have had a long time to do that, but to put that back into the group setting and, and, you know, figure out people's strengths and how they've improved in certain areas. How do you all build that team chemistry back and, and sort of make up for the lost time that you've missed over the last week, week and a half? Yeah, last last week and a half was rough. Uh, I'm thankful that we didn't start official practice before before we got that uh, abrupt pause. But just continuing on what you said about individuals, you know, that's something as a Division One player, you gotta you got to deal with yourself in the offseason almost, you know. A coach can tell only tell you so much, but, I mean, it's up to you to take action. And 
And thankfully with our group of guys, you know, guys like Jared, Tavion, you know, across the board, we got guys who love to work. And whether you're keeping an eye on them or not, you know, they're going to do it. So that's just something you got to have trust in. When your guys go home, you know, they're going to do what they need to do. Come back, come back ready and prepared. Andrew, with the young guys and, and who you have coming back, you guys may have the deepest team that Marshall's had in a long time. Is, is that the feeling among you guys too? Yeah, for sure. I guess last year it was a little like, you know, who's going to be out there. But this year it's more like, man, we got some guys. We're going to have to make some tough decisions. So it's definitely, I think that's going to elevate the level of practice. You're going to see a lot of guys competing for spots. I think it's going to carry over into games as well. You know, just increase energy across the board. It's going to have to be. Andrew, Conference USA has come up with a uh, different scheduling uh, mode. Uh, you probably know about this. For example, you go to Old Dominion and play them on a Thursday night and stay and play them again on a Saturday night, you know, both there. What What's your thoughts on that? I don't like it just because, I mean, you're obviously nobody wants to play the same thing twice like that. Like, you know, it's not like, uh, it's, I guess I understand it. Do the, I mean, it's everybody, I guess, is what we have to look at it. It's not just us. So. We just got to accept it and do the best we can with it. I personally don't like it, I'm going to be honest. That's about all, uh, all the feelings I have towards it. I appreciate your candor. <laughs> Does that make – you look at the Thursday-Saturday setup, Andrew. Does that make those Friday practices in which you're, you know, correcting the mistakes from a Thursday night game that much more important? It's, it's almost like, uh, you know, it, it's not going to come down to trying to get the best of somebody. It's going to come down to more execution because they're going to know what they're going up against. Yeah, I think that's definitely that's definitely going to play in our, play in our hands this year because like we got everybody back so you know everybody knows what everybody's got in a sense but like you were saying the turnaround the turnaround is going to be have to be fast and we're going to have to learn it's going to be a big uh, opportunity for us to grow up a little bit and kind of take a bigger responsibility you know being able to say all right thursday we're going to go in here and take care of business Friday, wake up, scratch, scratch. Next, we got, we got, we got another opponent coming up. So I think it's definitely something that we're just gonna have to deal with. What would you like to see out of this team this year, given COVID and everything that's been in play this off season? Sure. Uh, what would you like to see from this team this year, given the off season you guys had and uh, just the type of off season it's been? What, what would you expect from this group of guys this year? Uh, I'd expect nothing less than to get to the tournament, the NCAA tournament, <laughs> of course big dance. I, I'd expect nothing less from this group. Andrew, you all have gone through some workouts before the shutdown. Who Who is somebody uh, that's coming back? It could be a new player. It could be a, a, a veteran returning that, that's reshaped their body or anything like that. Who is somebody that you're looking forward to seeing in a practice setting and, and some five-on-five runs and things like that the most? Well, what was the question about that person? No, I mean, who are you looking forward to the most out of out of your guys that you've gone through workouts with? Uh, maybe somebody that, that you can both put in time or whatever. Who are you looking forward to seeing out on a court? Shoot, I got I got I got a couple of guys. You know, definitely definitely Tavion Hans. Everybody's you know that's a lot of people's uh, first answer, but uh, you know, just seeing if he, seeing if he makes it to the league, I think he's got a good chance. You know, he's got he's got the right mindset and he's got the right work ethic. And he's obviously got the athleticism everybody's seen, but. So that's definitely that's definitely my top top to watch for me, but uh, I say one of our freshman Obina, Obina would be another one to watch. Someone I'm looking out for. It's just you know he's got a high motor, he's athletic, plays hard. You know once we get him in our system, today's the first day of practice, obviously. So we're gonna start we're gonna start working on that. I think that's that's another player I want to keep an eye on.
do you feel like I know that you know Danny's pushed the tempo before, but do you feel like with Obina especially coming into that mix, uh, you know, down low and being able to alter shots too, that that the athleticism and the tempo might take on an even increased pace from years past? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Anytime you can play, if you can play fast and still make the right decisions, why not? You know, I think that definitely fits what Dan's trying to do here. Obviously, with watching the Rockets the past couple of years, you know, it fits the system. So. And to fit this system, you got to be in really good shape. So, and I think he has that. So, we'll see him grow as a player. Like you said, he's only a freshman, so we'll see him grow. Got a few others I know that definitely have a lot of potential. There you have it, Andrew Taylor. Thundering Herd basketball getting set for the upcoming season. I am patiently waiting for the basketball schedule. That's the next thing. And I'm just going to say it right now uh, it's not out yet. I'm sure many of you are waiting for it to be released, and when it is released, we're going to talk about it. And, of course, part of the schedule is going to be the new format for conference games, 18-game regular season format. You'll be doubling up on your games when you visit a location. So Marshall will play host to four teams, and those games will be played twice, or at least there will be two playings of that matchup. And the same thing with the road games. So... Two games per visit at four select CUSA schools, and you'll host four select teams for two-game series. Then you get a home and away with your travel partner, your rival, and it'll be Western Kentucky. So at least that will be still intact. I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that this schedule makes sense from a travel standpoint, that you're looking at it a little bit more carefully as far as what makes sense to travel Don't send Marshall or any other team out on some far-flung trips here. I don't think that would be fair if Marshall had to get the far-flung trip and not have one in return. You see what I'm saying? Just hope there's some balance in the schedule. We'll find out soon. And, of course, uh, that's still not released yet. As soon as we get that, we'll have it for you right here on the program and definitely we'll talk about it. I'm kind of interested to see uh, which games remain, which games are on there, what – will be the non-conference portion. What will that look like? And then the other questions, of course, and we don't have answers to this yet, all speculation, but what will the capacity be at the Henderson Center, if any capacity, for fans? Will you be sitting in the upper sections? Will you be not able to attend at all? Will the lower bowl be tarped off maybe? There's so many possibilities there. It's, It's up in the air. We don't know yet. And until Marshall is able to release guidelines, we won't have anything other than speculation. Yeah, I can guarantee you this, there won't be any courtside seats. I know that for a fact. I, I don't anticipate that happening. I don't see how that could happen. Uh, you will have uh, a lot of people close to the players if you do that. And that's the thing, is you don't want to have interactions with people who are not in sort of a protocol with the team. Teams getting tested, players are under uh, a, a protocol. I'm not sure how strict it is. You know, you know, are they, you know, going directly home and not having an you know, opportunity to interact with anybody? You, know, I don't know all the details, but it's got to be pretty stringent because they're going to get tested multiple times. And so we've seen with the football team, they have done, thankfully, done the right thing. The basketball team. Let's hope that they can do what the football team is doing and i'm sure there's a lot of lessons learned there and that's going to do it for this edition of the show thanks for tuning in don't forget if you miss any part of the show 
You can always go back and catch it on the podcast. That's right. You can go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, wherever you get your podcast, you can find the show. Thanks for tuning in back tomorrow. Don't forget, coming up tonight, we have got Game 2 of the World Series, the Tampa Bay Rays and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, are we going to see another offensive showdown? Are we going to see another offensive explosion? I mean, what are we going to get tonight? Don't know. We're going to find out tonight, 7.30 our airtime, right here on ESPN 94.1. And AM 930. Back at it tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and the Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.